You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. All right, welcome back, my dear friends, to another installment of the short and sweet inspiration, the holiday of Purim. Purim is a three-day holiday. Although it's not observed for three days, I'll explain in one moment. You see, the 13th day of the month of Adar is Tanis Esther, the fast of Esther, which is going to be this year on Monday. It's a fast that begins in the morning before sunrise and ends at stars out. And in each city, respectively, look up your Jewish calendar or look it up on your local Google search. What time is sunrise? What time is the stars are out? And you'll know exactly when the fast begins and when the fast ends. What is the history of this day? This was the day that was decreed for the Jewish people to be destroyed by Haman and Ahasuerus, the evil decree, and that plan was foiled. It was foiled with the unbelievable miracle of of Purim. So to commemorate, and it's not just a commemoration, it's not a memorial day for something that happened, but today too, there are people who who vow for our destruction, and we... We do the same actions so that the mercy of Hashem will come to us again. And we fast, and it's a time of sadness where we realize, Hashem, we may have gone astray, we want to come closer. And so when we're fasting and we have that little migraine, we shouldn't say, oh, I can't wait, we're going to eat in another two hours. The idea is like, yeah, this pain is really for me to feel sad for the mistakes that I've made. It's a time of a little bit of tshuva, of repentance, that one is required on a fast day. It's not just, oh, I'm not going to eat, so I'm going to suffer. The idea is, yeah, if, if it has an effect on you, do something about it. Use it as an opportunity to get closer to God. On the 14th day of the month of Adar is the day of Purim, and this is the day that's observed as Purim worldwide. What's the holiday of Purim? That's after the Jewish people were saved. They said, okay, tomorrow we're going to celebrate. They were fasting still. The decree was nullified, but tomorrow is going to be a day of feast. And we're going to talk in a minute minute about the four mitzvahs of the day. Now, what is Purim? Purim is shehipil pur, huha gorol. What happened? Haman took a dice and spun the dice. On which month did it fall out? It fell out on the day of on, on the month of Adar and on the 13th day of the month. So we have to understand that this is also a time of great light for the Jewish people. When there's a full moon, all the holidays, all the Jewish holidays are during a full moon. We have Sukkot is on a full moon. We have Tubishvat is on a full moon. We have Pesach, which is on a full moon. According to many of our sages, Shavuot is the end of the days of Pesach. So even though Shavuot doesn't fall out on the full moon of time of the month, it is still considered like a end cap of the Pesach holiday. Always in a full moon. This is a time when the Jewish people are the brightest. And then the 15th day of Adar, which is this coming Wednesday, is Shushan Purim. That's the day that Purim is observed in all walled cities. A walled city is like Jerusalem, Hebron, Hebron, Jericho, these are cities that were walled at the time when Joshua conquered the land of Israel. And those walled cities celebrate on the 15th day 
of Adar. So what many people do is that when they when they have when they're in Israel, they go outside of Jerusalem, celebrate on the fourteenth, and they come back to Jerusalem, celebrate on the fifteenth. They have two days of Purim. It's fabulous. So there's no random. We said that Purim is al Hapur on the on the Gorol on the lottery that was taken by Haman. But we have to understand that our good fortune isn't a lottery. We have to remember that everything is designed by the Almighty, and the Almighty wants us to wake up. So what might look on the outside as a lottery, and the inside is the hand of Hashem. And that is the theme of the holiday. The holiday of Purim is not what we see on the outside. It's what's going on on the inside. That's why there's a custom to wear a mask and to wear get dressed up. Not because, God forbid, we're comparing anything to Halloween, but because this is our holiday of showing an inner side. Not everything is revealed. There's an internal world of connection to the Almighty. The pagan holiday previously mentioned is what they took from Purim to mimic us. So my dear friends, what are the four mitzvahs of the day of Purim? Number one is the reading of the Megillah, the book of Esther, which recounts the story of Purim. I urge you, please, my dear friends, my fellow listeners, take a few minutes before Purim, maybe over Shabbos, maybe on Tanis Esther, on the fast of Esther, read through the chapters of the book of Esther. You will feel closer to God, I promise. You will feel invigorated. You will feel loved. This is our story. This is done once in the evening of Purim, which is going to be Monday night. And then again, on the following day, on Tuesday, sometime during the day, most people hear it after the morning services during Shachris. And if they're not able to do that, you can read it anytime before sunset. The second mitzvah of the day is Matanus Yonim, which is giving money to two poor people. Finding two genuinely poor people who can't afford a meal. And sadly, in every city we have poor people, Jewish people who can't afford a meal. And if you want help distributing that money, please reach out to me. I will give it. I have one of the rabbis that I work with here in Houston, and we give in a very honorable, dignified way to people who need. The amount is the amount of a meal. So say 10 to 15, $18. Most people like to do $18. So for two meals, for two people, two poor people, it would be $36 and you fulfill the mitzvah more than beautifully. So mishlach manos, which is sending gifts to, of two kinds of food to at least one person. So today the world has gone a little bit crazy with mishlach manos and that is giving gift baskets. The idea is love and friendship between our fellow Jews, to increase the love. If I go to your house and I bring you a gift of two kinds, there's a friendship, there's a love, there's a, a joy that overtakes the relationship. And that is what is desired by the Almighty on this day of Purim. This day of Purim, Mishlach Manos, give to a friend, give them something special so that they can have something, not that they need, Give them something, give them a bottle of wine, give them a cake, two kinds of foods, two different blessings to one person. Now, I just want to make a a side note here. 
is that there are many people today who have taken this way, way, way out of proportion. There's no need to spend $1,000 on buying a fancy meat board and uh, you know buying the, the most expensive wines and giving out to 1,000 people. Right? There's no need for that. You can give to one person two different foods that have two different blessings and you fulfill the mitzvah of the day. What goes on today is people have these themes and people go crazy spending thousands and thousands of dollars when it's completely unnecessary. It's totally extra and really pointless. So I urge you, my fellow listeners, my dear friends, don't go crazy. Do something nice. Do something respectful. Give to a friend. Give it to your neighbor. Give it to someone who will be meaningful to them that you thought about them on the special day of Purim. And the last mitzvah is to have a festive meal, which is the Sa'uda of Purim, a festive Purim feast, which often includes wine and other intoxicating beverages. Our sages tell us that the point to which a person should, should reach on Purim is where they don't know the difference between Haman being wicked and Mordechai being righteous. You're so in a different world. There's no need to go crazy with intoxication either. But because our Talmud tells us that when wine goes in, the secrets go out. Meaning, you can determine the true person when they drink. A person needs to work on themselves to become a better person, to become a wholesome person before they get drunk. It's not pretty when someone has a vacant inside and all of that vacancy goes out. It really isn't pretty. My grandfather I heard him say this about Rabbi Yisrael Salanto, the founder of the Musa movement, that when he was drunk on Purim, he was lying on the floor and the only things that came out of his mouth were words of Torah. He was a person that completely internally was a person of total Torah. The only thing that can come out of his mouth was Torah. Our sages teach us specifically regarding the mitzvah of tzedakah is that kol haposhet yad law. Whoever stretches out their hand we need to give them, no matter what the cause is. When someone asks you for tzedakah on Purim, it's a special time that we must do whatever we can to fulfill our obligation of tzedakah. However, our sages tell us something even greater, that if we ask the Almighty on Purim for something, Hashem, if we stretch out our hand for Hashem, we say, Hashem, please fulfill our needs, our desires, Hashem gives it as well. So utilize the day of Purim. Let's utilize this day, that it be a day that when we're pushing our hand, when we put out our hand and want to receive something from the Almighty, the Almighty will grant it to us as well. Amen. The greatest inspiration can come from that. The greatest love, the greatest relationships can be built through Purim. Let's not take it like the nations of the world. Oh, I'm just going to go to the bar and get a drink and you know get rid of my problems. That's not what it's about. It's to elevate us to a plane that we can't typically get to. Specifically with the inspiration of Purim, specifically on the high of revealing the hidden, we're able to get to a place that ordinarily we wouldn't be able to do that on a, on a regular day. So let's take this day of the holy, holy day of Purim. And let's internalize it. 
Let's work on it and make it a day that brings us to such great closeness with the Almighty. Hashem should bless us to have a safe, happy, healthy, and incredibly uplifting Purim. Afrelech and Purim, my dear friends, have a beautiful, happy Purim. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcasts.com. Until next time, stay fresh, my friends, and get jiggy with it. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na-na-na.